and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I'm joined by my very good friends, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Guys, how are y'all doing? It's so good to be with you guys. Yeah, man. It was a, it was a great week. Uh, we had a little bit of a uh, May the 4th uh, for all you Star Wars fans out there. A busy yep. week and, uh, in the Star Wars world, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to, uh, I got to refresh, uh, you know, with some some movies, man. I watched uh, watched two movies over this week. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I watched which, Empire, Empire watch? Strike Back. Okay. And I did actually watch Rise of Skywalker. So. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had, a good, I had a good week. Good week, man. Yeah, it was, it was a good week, you know, just, you know... Uh, it was a busy week for sure. You know, uh, May the Fourth was a it was a pretty busy day, and then Cinco de Mayo was fun as well. So you know, it was, it was a good day. You know, um, just good drinking yeah. holiday, right? Definitely a good drinking holiday. Yeah. What May the Fourth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess yes. that too. Right? <laughs> it can be. Why not? Why not? So, so basically, what you're saying, Justin, is you're very you're you're coming into a very you're coming in this pod very like prepared and qualified for today's discussion. Yeah. Huh? I feel like I am very qualified for this. Yes, All right. fair enough. So on tonight's episode of the Royal Geek Podcast, we are going to be reviewing the launch of the series on Disney Plus, the streaming series The Bad Batch, which um, has t- two episodes out now. So if you want to check the show notes below. Um, you can, you know, if you want to skip through the news, you can actually skip forward to where we start reviewing episodes one and two of Bad Batch. Is it the Bad Batch or Bad Batch? I don't even the know. The Bad Batch. Yeah, sorry. The Bad Batch. Yes. Um, yeah. So if you want to skip ahead, that's great. If not, we're going to have news here in a second. But before we do the news, just want to thank you once again for tuning in. We want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And uh, to leave a review if you can. That would be a five-star review on Apple with just do so much for us as we are trying to get more listeners please follow us on twitter at royal geek pod and uh yeah let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or anything you want us to talk about we are all ears um all right boys let's get into some news y'all ready yeah there's some pretty big news this week man uh marvel related too a lot of a lot of marvel news came out there's a lot let's start with one that um i think is a little let's just knock it out real quick um you won't have to spend a lot of time talking about it per se, but Loki, the series that is coming out in June, they actually announced that, um, and they released a new trailer. Did you guys see the trailer? Yep. So yes. Looks good, man. Looks so yeah. good. Um, it's actually going to be, instead of coming out on Fridays on Disney+, Plus, it's actually going to come out on Wednesdays. Yep. So which, which fits real well into, you know... But uh, what we're gonna be talking about today, because there's a real good chance that the one of the reason main reasons why they switched that date was because they didn't want it to conflict with the the releasing of the Bad Batch episodes. Yeah, as well. why would ha- why would you have two things competing on the same day? Right, yeah. exactly. Now they can dominate two nights of the week instead of just yep. one. Right. Yep. And it's also it also works out real well for us because uh, if you listen to our podcast, you probably know that we do record on Friday. So those extra <laughs> two days will be really nice. Super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't have so. to wake up at like the the crack of dawn to, in order to watch before work. Yeah. You, you won't have to, but you will. Yeah. You, no, yeah you'll just do it on right. Wednesdays now, yeah, right? Not, it'll, yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Because you still can't go throughout your day because you don't want to run into anything on Twitter. No. Or no. I'm not anywhere. about to read something or somebody say. Somebody, oh, somebody text you. You see Loki? Yeah. Exactly. Did you see when yeah. he killed that one guy? Did that one thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're you're right. So Loki will premiere on June 9th, Wednesday, June 9th, and then it'll come out on Wednesdays 
uh, for its entirety. Uh, I don't know how many episodes it is. It, I believe it's six. Yeah, I believe six. Okay, great. Um, it's going to be six. Looking am- forward to every six episode. Six amazing yeah. weeks, boys. Yeah. I am so excited. We need a little more Tom Hiddleston in our life. Yeah, right? yes. man, it's going to be so good. All right. Um, more Marvel news. So they released a – wasn't really a trailer. Uh, I mean a – it was like a collective. <laughs> what was that? What would you describe that Eclipse? as? It, it was like a or, teaser. Yeah. It was, if it was anything, it was like a teaser yeah, trailer. That's right. A teaser for their phase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for the phase where they um, they kind of celebrated some of um, past Marvel accomplishments, accomplishments yeah. and, and some moments that really, um, really make the eyes water. And then they proceeded to talk about all the – and it was really all the films. That's what the that movies. So, you know, there is still a difference between – in Marvel's eyes, their products on Disney Plus, which have movie quality, yeah, they're still technically not movies, right? They're, they're Correct, streaming, yeah. you know, yep. series. Um, so this was talking about all the movies that are coming out in the next couple years. Yeah, they had uh, updated titles to several movies. Yeah, so that was exciting to see. The first one that we saw an updated title for, I believe, was Black Panther Two. Yes, which yes. is going to be called Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, which I feel like this this title is fitting because uh, Feige and Ryan Coogler came out and said that this movie really is going to be a tribute to Chadwick Boseman yeah. and his unfortunate, uh, untimely death, I guess I would yes. say. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, Wakanda Forever, that fits if it really does. And if they are truly making it a tribute, what better way than to make the title Wakanda Forever? So I really enjoyed that, and it looks re- the logo looks really crisp. Yeah. yeah. I feel like anything Black Panther is just going to look good. Oh, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. for sure. You said crisp. Is that oh, what you said? That was I think my that's word. it. Yeah, yep. that's good. That's good. Uh, but then we also we got a title for um, uh, the second Captain Marvel movie as well. It, it's 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 not even going to be called Captain Marvel. No, is that right? it yep. is the Marvels. Yes, and the S is uh, the logo in reference to Kamala Khan's character, Miss Marvel. Yes. So um, we're she's obviously going to be in that movie along with Captain Marvel. Which you see the the Captain Marvel star emblem is part of the the period between uh, the Marvels or whatever yeah. the A or whatever I don't know what it was, but yes. So um, two two things going into that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hear your thoughts. <laughs> um, one, uh, they they want to go ahead and incorporate the, a series into the movies, which would be bringing in Kamala Khan into this, right? Yeah, because yeah, she's supposed to have a series. Yes, yeah, right? she's yep, having she a series, is. which I think they're getting ready to wrap up filming. Soon yep. here, uh, but the second thing is that they don't think they potentially don't think Brie Larson is, I don't know, good enough to hold on her own. Yeah, because you're literally taking Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel two out of the equation. Now it's the Marvels, and now you're relying on somebody else besides Captain Marvel, yeah. which is Kamala Khan, and it is rumored this week that uh, Monica Rambeau. Will also be into that. Which yeah, I heard that as well. Her character of potentially Spectrum or whatever you want to call her uh, will be in it as well. So it's not just Brie Larson taking on the the weight of Captain Marvel. Now it's going to be uh, a group of the people, Marvels. The Marvels. Yeah. And so therefore, Brie Larson. I don't know. Maybe she didn't have that gravitas that uh, the all the other Marvel movies have. Yeah. And so now here you go. They're they're bur- uh, releasing the burden of the weight of. I would say title I character. will say she probably is the most controversial of all the leads of uh, in the Marvel universe uh, at the moment. I feel like there's a lot of like variability on how people feel about her as as the lead in her movie because um, I feel like there's a large spectrum. Yeah. 
uh, of uh, <laughs> di- difference between you know uh, some people think she is terrible, some people love her, some people think she's okay. Okay, so okay. I-, I could definitely see um, you know maybe they are trying to. Uh, uh, team her up a little bit, but also, you know, they kind of have to build a team for her because if they're going to bring her into a newer generation, like, I mean, pretty much everybody from the movie is like, there's like no one left, you know, unless you're just going to be involving her once again with scrolls and things of that nature. Yeah, but here's my thing, though, like, team up, right? I mean, she's already OP powerful, like, she's strong, she doesn't need a team around her, but yet they're bringing this team around her because... Of the personalities and the character development that she could have with them, yeah. because her character was a little dry on the drier end compared yeah. to the rest of the Marvel characters. Re- really, uh, I think most people believe that she was like boiled down to like a single look. Like there was just like this look that she gave, and I feel like that's what people think Captain Marvel is. Like they didn't really feel like there was really anything else to her other than that one look. What do you mean one look? She has a she has this one little like, like the, eye, she has like this eyebrow like thing that she does like the rock, pretty much like to where she did it a couple of times and it it was a nice little like gesture but I feel like a lot of people felt like she didn't have much of very much character outside of that yeah. one little thing that she did yeah yeah okay I'm really intrigued by this I feel like this is actually and I'm and I'm okay spending some time talking about it because. When I saw this title, I was a little confused, you know? I was like, okay, it, I don't want to think that – you described her as controversial. Yes. Um, not because of – I don't feel like it's because of anything she did, right? I think it's – but when you say controversial, you just mean in the outlook of the fans, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. 100% okay. like the look okay. of her yeah. fans. I, I agree with that because I think – and I don't think she's done anything wrong. I feel like she's gotten a hard – now, I don't know why, but um, I do love that there were people that were critical of her for not smiling. Did you guys see this? Like, I did, years ago? Yeah. This yeah. is the greatest thing ever. Told her to smile more. And I guess that's probably because yeah. people are sexist and think that yeah, women I, just have to look pretty and smile the whole I, time. I do think part of it is because she is female. Right. I think um, so. And, and then she she's female and she is a an extremely powerful character. Yes. And did you see so what Brie Larson did? That. She posted um, – Altered photos of movie uh, covers, like from Iron Man and Doctor Strange, uh, from like their DVD co- covers, and on the covers they're all smiling. <laughs> nice, <laughs> you yeah. know, like Robert Downey Jr. is smiling, and Benedict Cumberbatch is smiling. I thought that was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But, anyways, back to the, just the title, right? Because it, it's not Captain Marvel, the Marvels, right? Because that sounds yes. stupid. Yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel and the Marvels. <laughs> That would be better. Yeah, that probably would be better. Actually. That actually sounds good. Yeah, but, yeah like, but yeah. what I'm saying is, it, it does feel. And look, we could be totally wrong, and we get in there. No, we're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You heard it. You heard it here in well, the Royal no, Geek Podcast. But, but no, but seriously, think about it though, right? Captain America: The First Avenger, Captain America: Winter Soldier, yeah. Captain America: Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah, right. Like you were going into that movie with. Captain America being the premise of the movie. Yeah. When you go into Captain Marvel, you're going to a Captain Marvel movie, but then the sequels, the Marvels. Yeah. I, I'm I'm feeling a little bit misdirect here. Yeah. We don't right? have anything like this in Marvel yeah. yet, right? No, no, not. I mean, no. Well, yeah. Just about yeah. every other one has. Everyone that I can think of has had like their name is in it. Like it is everything. Like same thing with the Thors. It was Thor. Thor: The Dark World. Thor: Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Now so, like, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, Thor, Love, yeah. and Thunder. And those last three, um, 
you could the, could easily have been, you know, you could just pull apart the Dark World or, right. you know, Ragnarok or right. Love and Thunder. And if you're building a brand, if Captain Marvel is a brand and you're building it, why would you completely ditch that part? Just pull yeah. the rug yeah. out from underneath you're, it. You yeah. are completely rebranding the character now because it's not just Captain Marvel. You're bringing these other people into this yeah. and now focusing the rebranding on several people. Rather than this one singular character, female character, might yep. I add, in the Marvels. You, so, yeah, man. you are kind of reverse engineering. It's kind of like uh, – it's almost the opposite of what they did with uh, with what they did with Harley Quinn in the DC Universe. One of the few things they actually did well with – you know, she started out in, in Suicide Squad and then they did – you know, it was Harley Quinn's bird of prey or what – you know. Yeah, right. You know, like they decided to put her up top and, you know, really take advantage of that one right thing that DC has done. Um but yeah, so um, it's definitely a downgrade. You generally don't want to see a character move from being the central character to be a secondary character. And she might not be a secondary character, but it just feels weird. Yeah. It just and like I, and look, I'm I've, it's a questionable move. It's right questionable. Now. And again, until there's a further explanation, like it just looked really weird seeing the Marvels, and I was like, huh, that didn't really make sense to me. Like. And yeah. it's like I don't want to say I don't want to suggest that Marvel's being like uh, sexist, right? But like I don't think it's you know there's going to be people who are going to be making that argument, and they might have a point. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to say that right now, but it's like that just it just seems like you know such a big deal when Captain Marvel came out because you finally have a female led superhero film, but now are they saying Brie Larson can't do it on her own again, so she needs a team? I mean, to tell you the truth, what I think, if anything, it is Disney and Marvel are giving into um, – are actually giving into other people being sexist. Because I think a lot of the – as we were saying, a lot of the negatives to it were, I think, people nitpicking at things that she was saying and doing because she was female. Hmm. Um, and so because of the the reaction that they're get, they were getting from what they felt with the, well, was their fan base – they are trying to build a stronger foundation. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brie Larson, I'm a, I'm a huge Brie Larson fan. Oh, yeah. Like, I, 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 I love the work that she's done. Like, Short Term 12 is probably, like, yep. it's a top movie. It's really, really good. And along with Room as well. Oh, she, oh my gosh. That yeah. movie was so she, good. She's a phenomenal actress. So, like, she can handle, like, the spotlight. Yeah. She can handle. Jump Street. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome, man, that you brought that up because uh, not a lot of people recognize her for that one. But, yeah. uh, but no, she does a great job in, in her acting and abilities. Um, is this Disney saying that, I don't know, they're, she doesn't have that, like, oh, I, I'm going to seek out and go see Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, instead, like, I, I'm saying, like, she's a great actor, a great actress, and so I want to see stuff that she's in for her work. Not necessarily because oh it's Brie Larson like for example like like Chris Evans you want to go and see Chris Evans because he is the like Chris Evans like oh wow he looks yeah. great he's he's funny he's he's awesome but with Brie Larson you're like oh like her acting ability is is phenomenal yep. that's not that, that doesn't draw people to Marvel blockbusters it's the 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 the, the features the the what they what they I guess uh, exude does that make sense. Yeah. So I mean, I, I really think it comes down to they're trying to correct something that people are who are being underhanded and undercutting to a, fee, a strong female character. Truthfully, is what I think it comes down to. And Marvel is just trying to create something that 
you know, looks like it has a better better base to those fans. Huh. They could it's, just hire a better writer and actually give her some good content too. See, I, see, but the problem is I don't know if that will help with the people who have that point of view. <sighs> well, I know we just did a real deep dive into all that. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it was it was shocking. Like, cause it, literally, I didn't see it coming. I didn't yeah. know that this video was going to come out. Um, there's still more to talk about with this video, but um, yeah. So we'll probably talk about this more at other times. I mean, I, you know, I feel like there's going to have to be some uh, cleanup on it. Like Marvel's going to have to come and explain it some, you know. Um, so, all right. Uh, also in this, you know, we're still in the news here, but also in this uh, Marvel news or this Marvel video they put out, we actually saw some actual footage from the Eternals movie. Quote, we did. Quote, unquote, the Eternals movie. Yep. Um yeah. For our listeners out there, like you guys know, we've talked about many times that T-Roll here has a has a very interesting theory about the Eternals movie. Oh, I'm yeah. in I'm in full, you know, red flag lockdown conspiracy mode, all right? Like I I'm convinced, I shouldn't say convinced, but I'm still sticking with my theory that the Eternals movie is an X-Men film undercover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's getting to the point to where I would hope that you're correct just because the own the, the bigger op idea if that is not the truth is the possibility that it's going to be a really bad movie there's no way that could be bad dude there's well, no way well you know it is i will say though if they were if they were but swerving why did they us hold this whole the time? trailer for that long dude the, yeah there's nothing the trailer should have been out a year ago or yes. or more yeah. see, see that's the, that's the bigger problem i'm just i'm just throwing that out there that if there is not a trailer yet there is a reason why there isn't a trailer because Marvel wants to create as much hype as possible for this. So they're going to put it out a long time, especially an entity like this where it's something that people don't have necessarily a good grasp on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing, though. The, the Eternals, right, is directed by Chloe Zhao, who is a two-time Oscar-winning director. Like, this is, this is, this is the kind of quality that be good. Marvel – so is... if you want to bring X Men in, you'd get a good director. No, no, they, yes. Like you're. Why would they not? Point. Why would they not show trailer footage of some of a director's stuff? Like, I mean, and Ben Kingsley. You would want. want you would want them to show stuff. Like, and then Ben Kingsley won won an Oscar, and then decided to be in the Love Guru. Bad stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's so true. Actually, all I'm saying is, you know, they show us a couple seconds worth of footage from Eternals. And I know I sound like I'm crazy and I'm living in some doomsday bunker, but it's just to me it's like at this point we should we should have some sort of teaser trailer. Now look, maybe we'll get one next week, right? And jokes on me this whole time, but there was a still from that little clip montage that they had Eternals of them in their Eternal costumes. There's no way those were X Men costumes. There's no, no, they're way. not. But they could have because then but, you would have fans rioting on how they don't look anything like the comic book. But because <laughs> here, here's what they do: they film the whole X Men movie, but then they say, "Hey guys, come in for one more day. We're gonna give you some fake costumes for this thing called the Eternals that no one's ever heard of <laughs> and no one cares about." Wow, that would be the biggest. That would be faker. awesome. I would love that'd it. That would be terrible. Look, it's probably gonna be Eternals film. I get it. Um, that's fine. I'm just saying it's a fun theory, and until I see an actual trailer. Like, I'm just not convinced. I mean, the Hulk was supposed to be at the Battle yeah, of Wakanda. I was thinking it. Exactly, man. I was thinking it. Exactly. They swerve us. So, 
Um, this and, would be the biggest swerve. Well, and though. this yeah. would have been the greatest time. <laughs> Remember how they're just dropping Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the Marvels? What if it's like there's no Eternals, but in the spot that you're supposed to see it, it just said X-Men? It'd be like, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on. Wait, go back? What? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine people's reaction? Mm. And then that would be like, nuts. And then they'd be like, that's coming out this year, <laughs> which it supposedly is happening. I mean, I – I'm not convinced anything's coming out this year until it comes out because, you know, you just never know. When, I mean, it's true. Loki Black, just changed his date. Just and, push back. I mean, and, except for TV, TV shows, they've been pretty good about Yeah, Bad Batch has three episodes, and then it has 16, right? Yeah. So it's like, I don't, know what to, I don't know what's real anymore. Yeah, come on, Disney. All right. Uh, speaking of the Bad Batch, uh, let's get into our main spotlight on today's episode of the Royal Geek Podcast. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Um... The Bad Batch, you can watch it on Disney+. Plus. It is available there. Uh, it's an animated series in the Star Wars universe. Really excited to talk about this with you guys. Um, obviously, spoiler warning, because we're going to talk about details from episodes 1 and 2, which are titled Aftermath. And then episode 2 was um, Cut and Run. Um, so again, spoiler warning. What I want to do to start, before you guys talk about your thoughts on episodes 1 and 2... Can you guys just give somewhat of a history lesson? You know, perhaps there are people who are listening, like myself, who did not watch uh, Clone Wars or Rebels, any of the previous um, Star Wars animated series, and yeah. they might not be familiar with The Bad Batch. Uh, yeah, um, so basically what The Bad Batch is, is they are a, um, they are a group of kind of um, genetically altered clones. Um, and they are, because of this, they are... Um, they stand out in the, even in the clone world, so they're kind of they're kind of in between everybody else. They, there's the clones that kind of all kind of fit into each other, kind of fit into the same type of mold for the most part. And then there's everyone else, and then somewhere in between is what the Bad Batch is, and it kind of that is largely part of their personality is that they're this group of um, th- they're basically special forces um, because they are specially. Um, they've been enhanced to be able to um, take on objectives that a normal clone trooper would not be able to do. Um, So they are made up of a group called um, Hunter, who is the, who is the leader, Wrecker, Tech, uh, Crosshair, and actually a non, non enhanced um, uh, clone as well. uh, Echo, who was actually a, who is actually a part of the uh, regular group of clone troopers that we were accustomed to, but then um, through a bunch of things that had happened to him, he was he was altered to a point to where he beca- basically became enhanced himself and joined this group of ba- the Bad Batch. Echo basically looks like he's right out of the cyberpunk video game. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's been uh, modified through tech, uh, through yeah. technology. Yes. And uh, he, I mean, yeah, he has some cool features, so... Yeah, um, so that's kind of a, ru- a quick rundown of what they are. Um, so basically, Hunter has in- in- enhanced senses. Um, you have Wrecker, who has an in- enhanced uh, strength. Tech has an in- in enhanced uh, brain. Basically, he is super intelligent. Um, you have, and then you have Crosshair, who is an incredible um, marksman. Yeah, incredible marksman for sure. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely displayed that for sure. Um, Anything what, you'd add to that, Justin? Well, what I like about it is 
the the individual enhancements that they have like yeah. it, it really has like a, a like a video game vibe to it like on choose your character like you choose your sniper choose your uh your strength guy your berserker your berserker yeah, yeah. Exactly. hacker yeah, it's almost hacker. like yeah, it's exactly. almost like you're playing like a final fantasy version and you're choosing your team to like you know be able to fill different roles that you need yeah exactly and uh so it's it's really it's really cool how they have like those different aspects, but then like the way they communicate with each other, like it really comes together. Like I I, I enjoy that about the Bad Batch. Yeah, amen, amen. All right, um, so let's talk about episodes one and two. Um, anything else to add? So uh, it's, it's obviously it's a spinoff to the Clone War series. Yeah, right. um, okay. on Disney Plus, and they were introduced before in uh, season seven of Clone Wars, yes. episode one. Um, so we do get our little first glimpse there. Of the Bad Batch, um, it was I guess it was Disney building on their uh, their catalog or their portfolio of of, yep. of uh, content, and they now are on their own. There's no How more. Do you think this came about? Was it just like fans going nuts, or was uh, it Dave Filoni who's like? It was ah. D- Dave Filoni probably yeah. had this in works for a while. Yeah. yeah. How awesome is it that he's just allowed to kind of do whatever he wants now? Right? Keep it, keep going, man. Yeah. yeah. Keep it doing. It's going it to happen. It's going to make Star yeah. Wars universe so much better. It will. It really will. But yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I do, and one of the things I love about it is I love the clone troopers. Like, um, I, I just. The the idea of them, their story, the I don't know the, their relationship with the Jedi, especially you don't really get to see it all that well in any of the movies. But when you get down to the Clone Wars series, like the the relationship, these are and it makes you feel so much more when Order sixty six does come around. Um, when you know the relationships that they're building, and you know these these were their best friends. These were people that they had fought with for years. Like th- it wasn't the Jedi and clone troopers as separate entities. They were they lived together. They you know they fought together. They died together. Um, and then you know Order sixty six comes around and it turns the entire Star Wars universe upside down. And you get so much more of a feel for it when you have that feel from the Clone, Clone Wars series. Yeah, I I love seeing the different perspective here. Yeah. Through the eyes of the Bad Batch on Order 66 and everything yeah. that's going down. Um, are we we want to start digging yeah. into the Dig episode. In. Okay, it. so like right off the bat, like when Order sixty six is launched and uh, Hunter is trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And... Uh, um, we see Caleb here, um, who we all know, like later on, becomes Kanan in the Rebel series, right? Yes. But we see him here uh, trying to escape, and Hunter's like, "What's going on?" Like, I, like he's trying to help him out a little bit, but then we have Crosshair here, who who's <laughs> acting weird. Yes, he's acting a little strange here. Uh, like he's he he is following out the orders. Yes, he keeps talking about the orders. Yep. we got to follow the orders. Which uh, which is one thing for the that's an important thing for the Bad Batch because they're kind of like traditionally known as being like rule breakers. They are they're that you know like you know side group that kind of does as they pleases. Um, and they'll so, do like, their own way yeah, to get the mission yeah, completed. Yes. Yeah. So the idea of them following orders in its own right is a huge red flag. Yeah, and and he's uh, uh, the crosshair is kind of in a in a weird spot because he's he's following the orders of Order sixty six, but yeah. yet he has to follow the orders of Hunter because Hunter is the leader of their squadron. Yes. So he's 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 kind of conflicted there a little bit, and it, yeah. it plays out through episode one. Yeah. Well, I think he's conflicted, and he also thinks. I, I think he legitimately thinks that they're all still on the same side at that point. Like he thinks 
that, you know, Hunter is getting the same info, has the same thought, because up until this point, they, even though they were the kind of their own entity, they were their own family. So for him, it was very much like, okay, well, this is what they want us to do. So obviously this is what everyone is thinking, you know, everyone that is a part of the Bad Batch also has to be thinking the same exact way that I'm thinking because normally we're on the same page. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's funny you say they're all on the same page, but then I keep thinking about the scene where uh, the Wrecker and I, one of the other ones is in the front, and then uh, Hunter gives them the hand signs. He's like, oh, I hate the hand signs. Or yeah. Why does he have to do the hand signs? It's like, it would work if you just memorized them. So like, yeah. that kind of being tech. like, yeah, that kind of being like, oh, they're not actually on the same page yes. for that one little thing. I just thought that was really funny in yeah. that yeah. part of it. He says, you memorize them. Tech yeah. says, I have. I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah Wrecker, was... Wrecker's just a classic, like, Brute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Chugs some beers. Yeah. And, you know. He's a definition of point him in the right direction and he'll cause chaos. Yes. Mayhem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love it, man. I love Wrecker. He's been a good comedy relief as well. In yeah. This thing. I, I was, I, what I loved, and maybe I'm sure that in, I guess, the Clone Wars series, maybe you would see this, but um, from for, from a perspective of someone who hasn't seen any of the animated stuff, yeah. and I've only seen live action movies and then. Uh, you know, the Mandalorian. Uh, it was really cool to see the reaction that the Bad Batch had to Order 66, yeah. not knowing what's going on, getting back to... Um, Coruscant. Coruscant. Is that the, where their base was? Or was it Camino? No, Camino. Go with the Camino. Camino. My bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah, that's, right, that's right. They get back to Camino, and they're like, what's going on? And then there's a mandatory briefing, and all of a sudden, the galactic, the new Galactic Empire is formed. And yes. And it's like, and and now they're like holding like tryouts or something like yeah. that. Like they have to prove them trials. Test, yeah, basically. trials. They have to prove themselves. Yeah, like I, I can, It was really cool to see that perspective. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, I mean, just seeing Order sixty six through the eyes of a clone that's not uh, inhibited yeah. by the inhibitor chip. Uh, it was really cool to see because uh, next thing you know, like these guys that you've been like you mentioned, we're fighting with are turning on the Jedi who you yeah. also were fighting with and now you got like uh you're caught in the middle. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best aspects of the show is that they're in the middle. They are uh still trying to they're real- interpreting. Figure, yeah, they're trying to figure out what's going yeah. on and what is the right thing to do. Yeah. So yeah. And, know, it and was, in Crosshair's perspective, there's no right thing to do. It's you, a good soldier follows orders, orders right? Yes. Very, but Hunter is so. in every situation trying to discern what to do. He's he's fighting the battle of is he a good soldier or a good person? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he he has to make a lot of uh, decisions yeah. that are questionable for the clones, quote unquote yeah. clones. Right. Uh, which it, I mean, it really is kind of like a microcosm of the entire environment of the uh, the the building of the empire. Because I mean, that's that's everyone who's in the empire. We don't know we don't think about it that way, but at some point. When you switch from the Republic to the Empire, the people that decide to stay in the Empire, like you have to think about what, how they made that decision. How were they okay with it? You know, was it? I mean, was it something mundane? And they just one of those things where were you at a point where you weren't told enough information, so it was just like you were staying on the same path, but by but because you were you're you know you're on your own like micro lav, level that you don't notice that. They're slowly edging you to a point to where 
at the macro level, all of a sudden you're miles off course of what a good person would do, but you don't notice it until, you know, it's years later. Yeah. You know, like you, it's such a small pivot that you don't even notice it. Um, and then there are, of course, you know, the people that do notice it because they see these big events and they're, they're noticing these things. So it, it's a very interesting, like, way to look at how the empire is created because you mean everybody just thinks oh they either think republic and empire are two separate entities that never like you know interacted um but you know at some they i mean there was a point where for a split second they overlapped and they're made up of the same people like it's not like there are different people that make up the empire and the republic they just change names and then the people at the top turn them in a if in a different direction so here here's the, here's the thing okay here's the thought all right so they they are on camino right they go through this trial okay yeah and they are looking at the trial as we got to kind of show out yeah uh, we got to kind of differentiate ourselves and keep, to keep us around yeah but in all actuality i mean blend in yeah they they probably they probably should have because now Tarkin has a which it's cool to see Tarkin back yes. as well. Um Tarkin now has a, a bullseye on them and he sends them on a mission but not really. He he kind of he spies on them yes. as well. He's uh, testing them he's, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's testing them. He's yep. testing their loyalty. Yeah. Uh and then uh they end up having a mission to where they go and find insurgents on yes. a planet. And they hunters under the impression that they're droids this whole entire time, yeah. and uh, they come on to a group of clearly not droids uh, with yeah. their thermal signatures, and uh, we find out it's a a group of innocent people uh, yeah. who actually are led by Saw Gerrera. Yeah, yep. that was cool. So that was, cool. Uh, that was pretty cool to see uh, him uh, in the universe yes. again in a, in a different way. Um, what do you th- what do you think about seeing Saw again? I mean, I thought it was really cool. I think it was cool to see him, you know, young and virile. Um, you know, maybe a little bit before he was like completely soured on every, on all human beings. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he he definitely was trying to um, you know help turn the bad batch and teach them. You know, like kind of show them what you know what was happening. Like, who are you? Who are you really meaning to be? He, he was very like trusting too. Like, uh, he's like, you could choose your own. Choice. He was like, young and inspired. At this yeah, time. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was not sour. Yeah, he wasn't uh, like going through the trenches here. Yeah, uh, limping, limping yeah. his way through life with some oxygen strapped <laughs> yeah. to his back. <laughs> so, and this was Forrest Whitaker's voice, right? It sounded to me. It sounded like it. I don't know if he actually really? voiced him. Okay. But... I actually think it was his son, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can look it up. But um... Well, here's a question. Again, I didn't watch Clone Wars or Rebels. Is that normal? Do they normally have the stars from the movies voice the same characters in the shows? Um, No, actually. Because, yeah. no, Anna, of don't. course, Anakin isn't. Too um, much money, Obi-Wan isn't. Um, yeah, and it's just a lot of extra work probably, too. Um, uh, I don't think they get anybody. Maybe some of the smaller people. Like, uh, like maybe like Ayla Zakura might do her own voice. Um, people like that. Okay, oh, yeah. okay, no, 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 definitely no relation to <laughs> Forrest Whitaker at all. Oh, I felt like I really heard his voice. Yeah, I really mean yeah. that. Yeah, it's uh, Andrew Kashino. 
Oh, so, yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. Oh, same yeah. Person, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. So not that. But, yeah, you, lo- lots of times it isn't um, the, the same person who does yeah. their voice. So I think, you know, um, uh, Tar- Tarkin? Right? Tarkin, yes. Sorry, Tarkin. I'm, just my I spaced out for a second. <laughs> I feel like he really is hoping, right? Because he he sees how valuable these yeah, soldiers they could, are. They could be very, oh uh, yeah, very much an asset to the empire. Like when they when they did that test on them and they switched to live rounds, and he saw how they were so unconventional. He was very impressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But he wants to know their loyalty. Yeah. And which I mean, the mission showed loyalty as far as crosshair goes. Crosshair, crosshair was right. all about that, man. Right. Uh, but Hunter definitely proved. That he was battling not only like what he has been pretty much built for, but yeah. he, but um, what is the right thing to do? And yeah. I I think this aspect of the show is Hunter and and his decision making is going to be a really cool focal point to focus on uh, throughout the entire series yeah. because uh, that development is going to be very fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely going to be kind of like the moral guide. Of of the show and of the the group in general, right? Uh, so he's always going to be have to be that person who's going to have to make that decision. As he he is the person who's in command, so I mean he's the person who is going to push them in the right direction or in the wrong direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, on Camino, we're also introduced to um, Omega, another main character. Yeah, yeah, it's proven to be a main character Omega. so far. Yeah. Her accent. I'm pretty. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Her accent. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about Omega? Go ahead, Shimada. I mean, she was. It was a little odd to begin with, you know. Like it was like, what is she? What yeah. is this little girl doing? You know, like I, don't, I was like, this is the second child that they've introduced. Uh, is how many children are going to be in this series? Like, uh, like uh, what's going to happen? You know. Um, so Wait, who was the who was the first child? What are you talking about, Caleb? Yeah. Caleb, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Because I mean, obviously, okay. So okay, you know, even if. Even if it wasn't supposed to be Kanan Jarrus when he was younger, which, I mean, it is. But you knew that just the way they introduced him and the way he was acting and everything like that, that he was going to show up later in the series and that he was going to be a part of the series. So, you know, um, it it just – she's a very odd character. She's very kind of like clingy and naive. So it was, but it, but she definitely which, had a good heart. Yeah, and, you know, which we unravel more to her yes. backstory in yes, episode very two much so. for sure. Um, but uh, which explains some of the the naiveness is that if yes. that's even a word. And, e- and even if even a little bit of why she's so clinging to them, you know, like that gets unraveled like you know an unspoken like connection. Yeah, and uh, before the Bad Batch go on to this mission, they she literally like tells Hunter like be careful, like don't trust Tarkin. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes on the mission, finds out that he's being spied on. Crosshair is like really not acting like himself. And then like, we got to go back and get Omega. There's 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 trouble yeah. up there. We got to go get her. And they, the scene where they're like, okay, we're going in. And then they lower the gate down. And then it's like all awkward. Yeah. No, nothing happening. Yeah. And uh, like. I knew it. You guys knew it. Like, there's going to be an ambush. For sure. Yeah. When they got back. And that's exactly what happens. It plays out the exact same way. They get captured. And, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the, the jail cell scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was uh, one of my favorite parts. Well, of did this. you notice what Omega said to Crosshair? When he's like, he's like oh, yeah, don't rubbing his yeah. head. She's like, 
I think she says, I know what you're going to do, but please don't. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But she says, it's okay. I know you can't help it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah like that was what like, is going there was on, a lot of, bro? that was some of the foreshadowing to her potential connection to them later on. Um, but yeah. yeah um, and I'm actually getting a, a large, like, uh, like almost Mandalorian type vibe for the relationship between Hunter and Omega. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the almost like reluctant father figure type of situation. Like, you know, abandoning Kid, them. you'll be safer with them. But coming back. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, you know, you'll be safer with them, you know, but then figuring out, well, you know, really she won't be. Like, the safest place right. for her will be with me. Right. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Totally agree. And maybe that's a good segue into episode two because yeah. I got major Mandalorian vibes for yeah. episode two. Which, yeah. that's kind of... It's a side mission. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I get... It's yeah, a side it, mission. You're right. It is. It's 100% a side mission. But here's... Here's my thing, okay? I I enjoyed watching episode two, but my main gripe about episode two is that it's been done already. Yeah. They did it in Mandalorian last yes, year. Yes, it is like, l- literally. It is the yeah. episode where they go and help the villagers. It's the exact same thing, and the relationship of Grogu and Mandalorian is yes. the exact same thing that's unfolding right now between Hunter and Omega. Yep. And I... I was under the impression after, after episode one that it was going to be... A, focused on the Bad Batch and them and everything that they do. But now after episode two, I'm like, uh, it's going to be daddy pretty issues. much daddy issues with yeah. Mando and, and Grogu. And I mean, now it's going to be Hunter Omega and a Hunter. Like, I mean, once once they revealed the whole fact that she is the fifth enhanced uh, clone, I mean, yeah. that, there was no way that that wasn't how it's going to be. Yeah, right? and that the first time she shoots a blaster, she has an <laughs> expert shot. So she's yeah. going to be the yeah. replacement for Crosshair. Like, yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen yeah. right here. Uh, well, and just, the, like, the fact that she's just going to, like, you know, she's going to grow into that role and be useful and, and I, like... I kind of hope there is a time skip where she is older and she yeah. has this marksman ability now. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, but, like, it's been done. The Grogu relationship has been done. Yeah. Well, um, oh, but it would be interesting if they do jump ahead and she is a little bit older, a little bit more mature... You know, um, you know, they, they, you know, do, you know, maybe she has to take a little bit more on, you know, after, after maybe a couple episodes of her being younger, it jumps ahead and then, you know, she's, she's a little bit older. Um, I'm not super looking forward to the whole, um, you know, because I can totally see her being the NPC character in a like you <laughs> know like a in an escort mission you know yeah for sure where she, where you're constantly having to save this person yeah they're constantly i always hate that in a tv series where they have a character who you're constantly having to save number one because they're helpless because they're helpless yeah. but also number two what i hate even more i'm okay if you're helpless and you need help but i hate it when they then take that character and then have them save the people that she's helping or that were saving her. And it's like, like, is she helpless or is she not helpless? Like, make a choice. Because <laughs> like, yeah, that happens all the time. In this episode, that, that pretty much Very happens. Very much, they, yes. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Multiple, multiple, two times, I think, at least, yeah. right? And, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm all on board if, if every episode for the rest of the season is to the same feeling as episode one yeah however if we're just gonna get a redo and a replay of uh mandalorian here through omega hunter i don't know man i don't know i'm a little a little skeptical but episode one was so freaking good yes. that 
I'm going to stick with this and like, oh, yeah, and, and completely yeah. get, like have my standards are high that it's not going to be a retelling of Mandalorian because if the, if it is a retelling, then Filoni only has one one niche and it's <laughs> creating a family environment uh, or a family dynamic in a show yeah. and and having that play out to the emotions of the audience, which I don't know how many more times yeah. I can see that go through. Yeah. yeah, not that the Mandalorian was bad, right? 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 No, no, we it fit. It. it fit the Mandalorian yeah. and Grogu, but you if can't you're telling take that story that every co- single yeah, time. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not how it has to be every single yeah, time. Yeah, but Omega can also talk. Yes, which is that that's a that's it's big, a game changer for right, sure. Right, um, in a positive and a negative way. <laughs> yeah, uh, it can be it can be annoying and it can be helpful to plot advancement. As no, well, I haven't so. I haven't minded her so far. No. No, but I haven't minded her either. However, like it's the potential of what they could do with yeah, her right. that is is really irking. Yeah, when me Hunter's like, now. "By the yeah. way, she's on the ship," and they're like, "Oh, oh, yeah." It's like, "All right, all right, great." So now, and then Omega's they, gonna... she leans back in her chair and yeah, she's like, waves. "Oh, hey, oh, it'll be easy, or <laughs> yeah. whatever." Yeah. So yeah, my thoughts are we're definitely going to give it some time. We're actually not going to review every episode. I think it's a good ch- good time to say that. Yeah, just because there's so many, and um, most of the weeks they're going to be pretty short, like shorter than even w- most of Wandavision. So we're not going to do weekly reviews, but we're going to pick up a mid season review. We're going to try to do that, and then obviously a, a series, well, season finale. I don't know if it's a series finale. I don't know if they've announced that. Uh, every week it sounds like they have new episode, a new episode count. So I don't know when mid-season review will be, when the yep. series finale mm-hmm. will be. It's probably ever-changing. It's fluid. Um, but we're going to give it a shot because, you know, we don't want to rush to judgment. Episode three could could be great, right? Um, but, yeah, if it starts to feel like The Mandalorian where there was like, okay, a new side mission. Yeah. Mandalorian's going to help some frog lady <laughs> or help some villagers or help some marshal on this planet. And, like, it's like every episode is, like, its own little movie, little story, and then he's on to the next. Like, I want one – well, I mean, I just want there to be more continuation yeah. and, and, like – A cohesive yeah. story. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. two episodes in, so far, enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, enjoying it for sure. How does this How does this stack up to the quality of Rebels and Clone Wars? Um. Well, uh, so I would say – between season six and seven of Clone Wars, because there was such a large gap, the quality like was nuts. Like it, it like the the animation quality went up dramatically. Um, the storyline was really good through through like pretty much all of Clone Wars. Um, like season seven of Clone Wars was, was like phenomenal. Like it was like crazy. It was it was insane how good season seven was because it was all about uh the um you know it, it was all about order around the time right around order 66 and about the downfall of anakin really like his like it was you, and it was cool because you're it, one of the coolest things about it was it was you're kind of like seeing it from this from a different point of view just like we were saying from this because it was like you would just hear snippets of like oh anakin is over here anakin is over there that kind of stuff I think the Bad Batch has a lot of potential to yes. be the, up to that same quality. Yeah, um, it does. Uh, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that it is going to get to that quality um, after these mix of episodes. Because I definitely say that episode one was like on a, a very high, yeah, very, very, very high, and uh, episode two was kind of mediocre. Yeah, it was if, the middle of the road. If most of this Bad Batch season, this series feels like episode one, 
We're going to be in for Oh, a yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah this is going to bring uh, Star Wars fandom, like, <laughs> very elevated in, in their craze, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was great. All right, any other thoughts on uh, episodes one and two of The Bad Batch, boys, before we wrap it up? Um, no, looking forward to it, man. Um, mid-season review. We're going we're gonna to hit, hit that up. Whenever that may be. Yeah. We'll figure it out. At some point, you, you'll hear it from us. That's right. <laughs> I don't know exactly when. Um, bad with math and counting weeks and all that. But we're, we'll do a mid-season review and then a, a, a season finale review as well. Okay. Um, before we get out of here, any recommendations, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, actually, an uh, anime series called Tokyo Revengers. And uh, it follows a 20-something-year-old uh, male. And uh, he has a uh, he finds out that his old middle school girlfriend has died in a criminal uh, uh, attack or a criminal underground attack, and he then has a near death experience where he falls in front of a subway train and he wakes up in his middle school twelve year old body and he is back with his old middle school girlfriend, but now he has to try to solve the mystery of what goes wrong in in the life of the, the, the crime or gang members who they he knows the names of because he has all that future information, he goes back and what changed them from middle school to adulthood. Hmm. And uh, he pops back and forth between his middle school self and his adult self every time he uh, makes contact with uh, a certain individual. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. So he's using his future information to help solve a mystery in the, in the middle school uh, past. So... Really, really, really cool. Anybody who's a, a fan of Erased out there will get that, a lot of Erased vibes. Um, Where can you watch it? You can watch that on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Yes. Very cool. So, great, great show so far. All right. My recommendation is uh, much, 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 much different. It's a, it's a documentary series on Netflix, a sports documentary series. Some people have probably uh, already heard about yes. it. Uh, but it's called Sunderland Till I Die. Yep. Um, and it covers a English – uh, football club, soccer club. If you don't know what that means, um, <laughs> and uh, it's and it's it's very fascinating stuff. Um, season one's epic. I'm excited for season two. Um, check it out on Netflix. I uh, don't want to spoil anything, but if you understand the the nature of European soccer and how teams are rewarded or punished for their bad play in a season. Uh, it really uh, makes the stakes of this of this documentary remarkable. I mean, it's remarkable stuff. So check it out. Um, turn the subtitles on. You'll need it. Um, but it's really good. So, all right, boys. Well, that's about it. We'll be back next week uh, for some more Royal Geek podcast action. Um, and so be sure to tune in. Come on back. Uh, got a lot of exciting things to cover in the next handful of weeks. Uh, busy, busy, busy times after a year of like virtually no content. Um, so we're excited to be along the journey with our listeners. Big thank you to all of our listeners. Please follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And please share the podcast with your friends. That would be uh, very helpful for us. For my good friends Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.